sisters There were never such devoted sisters Never had to have a chaperone, no sir I'm there to keep my eye on her Caring, sharing Every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore the dress and I stayed home All kinds of weather we stick together The same in the rain or sun of all things metaphors I hope you're all feeling festive still Because on today's show we're going to be talking about why Alright, so before we get started for tell them about our show White Christmas Veterans Bob Wallace and Bill Davis have a successful song and dance act after World War II. With romance in mind, the two follow a duo of beautiful singing sisters en route to their Christmas show at a Vermont Lodge, which just happens to be owned by Bob and Phil's former army commander. With a dazzling score featuring well-known standards including Blue Skies, Isle of a Piano, How Deep Is the Ocean? and the perennial title song, White Christmas is an uplifting, wholesome musical that will delight audiences of all ages. Our principal cast features Bob Wallace, Phil Davis, Betty Hines, Judy Hines, Exkill Foster, Mike Nutley, General Henry Waverley, Susan Waverley, Martha Watson, and Ralph Shelby. Alright, it's time to start talking a little about the show. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of feels like it should be one great big cabaret act <laughs> that you probably would get at, um, hotels you you def you definitely get them here in England in this country you definitely get cabaret lights here at your hotels in this country um <laughs> and uh yeah normally they they are um as bad as they are as they speak I mean they try but it's like you always thinking oh my what was what was that um yeah. But I, I, I can't. I mean, every time I came out, I saw the hotel. I always thought, what, what have I just seen? Can we not have had them around the bingo? And then he got a line. <laughs> what, what, what? And we're not playing like full house. Oh, damn it. Um. Yeah, it kind of feels like that because all the music, the music, the whole music feels really dreary. I mean, we're going to come on to the musical number section later on, but I felt a lot of the music is really, really dreary. I can't whether it's it's all it's it's kind of just like the same tune. So even when it's supposed to be a happy song, when it's supposed to be a sad song, it just kind of has the same kind of. That it's just yeah so. It just makes it really hard, but and it needs me to try really stand out. So that's going to be a real challenge coming uh, later on in the musical number section later on. Um, but yeah, I felt I felt a lot of them just I felt just like the same, just kind of like on the same melody, the same tune. Um, so I mean, 
Lester cats. So they try their best to portray what what the mood of the song's supposed to be, but the the tune was kind of overpowering them and letting them down. And yeah, and really, that's just. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, it was, I mean, you could put up, you could try, you could show me on your face what you're trying to feel, but the music is telling a bigger story, and here in a musical, the music, the mu music always will out outshine the characters. So you, the characters try to sing, they're happy. The mu the music will tell you otherwise. Um, it's kind of like, you know, musical theatre's version of body language. You're saying one thing, but you're Thing, but your face is saying a completely different other. That's why I felt, felt, felt this musical was. I mean, the characters were saying one thing, but the music was saying a completely different other. And you know I me. Mean? In the case of a musical, you have to go along with the music. You have to leave the music's words, not the characters. Um, yeah. So a lot of those numbers just felt like they were kind of really dreary, kind of really down. Um, but yeah, I, 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 just, I, I kind of felt they were all kind of like, like, like the same line. It's just that. It felt, it felt like I kept hearing the same song over and 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 But I, I, I really did love the, the 50s vibe to it. I really I really felt we got that kind of 1950s centric um, in terms of the style, the scenery, uh, the costumes. That was very, 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 very grand some of those costumes. It was definitely screamed 1950s. Um, I really love the motel setting. I, I really did love that. Um, uh, I mean, maybe I'd love a bit love the motel to have shot a little bit more. Um, we need a we we need a musical set in a motel, don't we? Like, don't we? Like, actually, fully set in a motel. Because um, that would be really interesting. Um, but yeah, I thought the motel set was really really. Really, really great, and we got to see a that nice uh, scenery. Um, I, I actually would have just loved, would have loved to see more, more motel because we, because we were either the lobby or the bar. Whenever we had motel, whenever we had motel seats, it was either in the lobby or in the, in the bar. It's like, it's like, like I looked at the floor. Who else like say what the bedrooms might look like, uh, like what the dining room looked like. What was their actual entertainment room? Look like because that bar clearly is not fit for entertainment. So, what was the actual entertainment room look like? You know, I just love to, you know, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you know about the motel that's because I thought the setting was really, 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 really great. It's just I would love to see a bit more of it in action, just would have seen a little more of that setting in, in action because what actually before was great. Uh, the cast themselves, um, yeah, oh boy. If the musical number set was already tough, the characters are going to be even tougher. Um, these characters, they do actually make it really, really hard to like. They get, they have, they actually have to earn their strikes with me. They re they really, really do. They really need to earn their strikes. <sighs> All the things they do, a lot of the ways some of them behave, it's just. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, a lot there. 
they're very eccentric i'll get into that these characters they are very 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 eccentric characters um and they make it they make it really 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 hard um to love them um now i'm very i'm very glad that christmas wasn't the overbearing theme here because obviously it's called because obviously it's called white christmas so you would expect christmas to, to really heavily dominate the production and really even though it's set right about christmas time it's not christmas isn't really that dominating in the production you don't we don't we don't see lighting we don't see christmas trees we don't see tinsel we don't see tinsel that's the only thing I will, I will allow at Christmas tinsel. That's the only thing I'm gonna allow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did have the cowlers, thank God. Um, so yeah, so apart from the actual title song and I think Happy Holidays as well, it's not Christmas. It's not really about Christmas. It's the Christmas is the is the setting, but really, it's not a Christmas story, which I think for a Grinch like me, woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I do not want to watch a musical just based on Christmas. You just give Christmas songs left, left, right, center for two and a half hours. No, no, no. That would get me leaving at intermission time. Um, but yeah, so I felt it was really, so I felt the, they got the, the, so I felt the balance was struck perfectly here. Because um, Christmas was the setting, but it wasn't the dominating factor in this production um which was really great um because it because it because it had its own unique story to it which i thought was great okay. some classic you know little storylines that we've seen a lot of time you know boy meets girl they fall in love misunderstandings and all that well for a lot of storylines that we're familiar and lots of other works you know in film and tv productions went in there but they make it its own unique way was really nice um yeah i honestly really don't know what to actually make about this musical as a whole it's not bad but i think if you were to ask me of all the musicals i've seen live if you were to ask me to rank them this probably wouldn't rank high i just don't i don't know i don't know i just i honestly don't know what i just don't know what didn't i can't work out what didn't really work for me um about the idea behind it was good, but just I don't, I don't know something. I, I just I just can't work. I just can't work it out. I don't know. I can't. I can't really work out what it is. Just can't. I can't figure it out. Um. Um. Yeah. So I. So I don't. So I'm not saying. So I wouldn't say it's a bad production. It was quite. It was quite good. But it's definitely not probably going to be up there as one of my favourites. Um. What am I going to see again? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was all right. Just there was just there was just something, and I just really can't, I just can't work out what it was. There was just something that wasn't doing it for me, and I can't work out what it was. Although I really did love that 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 fifties centric. I really loved the, the vibe of it. I really felt, but I love I love that nineteen fifties um vibe. I think we should have seen more culture from from there. Would have been great to me. It's great having the costumes, but I think I would like to see more fifties culture thrown into, into there as well uh, just to really hammer home the, the time period we're in um but, but i quite like that i feel like that's tanky feeling here. it felt like a lot like it should be a, should be a swing musical you know, have, have a big ballad thing you know what I mean? 
That's what we need. We need to cover those numbers, sort of just give it a little bit of oomph. You know, give it a little bit of oomph to it. Um, we need a bit of that because it kind of had, because in terms of the setting and the costumes, it kind of had that 1950s swinging by. It's just the music was just more. But we need every now and then. That's fine. That's fine. But every now and then, we need to change the tempo. We need to give a little oomph every now and then. This, the gestures is just not right, is it? We need a little, is it? I know. We need a little oomph every now, now and then. We didn't get it because the comedy's become on the same page. But we kind of needed that little 50s big band vibes in there. We needed, we needed, we needed at some point, this musical, we needed a little bit of swing and we didn't get it. But we could have doubled it. We could have doubled We really could have doubled it. We really, really, really could have doubled that split. Like that 50 swing. Um, let's sort of give it a bit of a oomph. Is that fair? Is that fair to suggestion? Is that fair for those of you watch on the, on the, watching? Is that the video version? Is that fair? Is that fair suggestion? Is that fair? Is that fair? We need a bit more oomph every now and then. That's what we need. That's what we need. Um, yeah. But oh, it's not a bad show. I just felt. I just wasn't really sort of feeling it, um, and yeah, it's kind of got some of some things I would really, really be into. Uh, the whole motel vibe is really, really great. And all the cabaret acts and everything, the musical numbers, all that. You know, the singers. I thought that should be things I'm really into, but I just, I just, it just didn't really work for me altogether. I, I just, I just really, really, really can't work out what it was. It just for me, just did not get me really sort of, you know, loving. This show, I just can't work it out. Okay, I'm now ready to discuss the musical numbers. Like I said, this is going to be a very, very tricky job. Um, oh, it's going to be really hard to pick favourites. But let's see if we can, let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it. Like I said earlier, a lot of the uh, the music kind of felt like it was kind of like on the same melody. It kind of felt like it had, had like the same tune, of, and it was kind of really, really drew on the. Now that's fine. Every now and then, we needed a little bit of, of oomph. We need a little. We need a little sort of swing number. We need, we, we need a big band number in here somewhere just to kind of oomph and make some of these numbers stand out a bit more. We, we needed that. We didn't really get that. Um, let's go through them, shall we? So we'll start at one. So that one we had the overture. Happy Holidays, uh, 1944. White Christmas. The music box. Happy Holidays, Let Yourself Go. Sisters, the best things happen while you're dancing. Snow, what can you do with a general? Let me sing and I'm happy. Count your blessings. Blue skies. Okay, I'm going to talk through some of them. Um, happy holidays. Happy holidays, I think, was the first. I'm going to do just the books the first bit, not the combo. Um, happy holidays. I that is kind of me the first example of the drawing. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on, I think this 
Isn't this, I mean, isn't this supposed to look like an upbeat number? I mean, if you look, I mean, if we looked up the lyrics, isn't this supposed to be about glad tidings and and joy? I mean, I'm pretty sure isn't that what it's supposed to be about? I mean, you know, I mean, okay. But the but the but the new but the melody and the way they're kind of you know performing it, it just kind of makes me feel like this is this is this is kind of being really drew drew. This kind of would be me if I was forced to sing on Christmas, and we've made it very 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 clear I'm not a Christmassy person. But this kind of would be me if I had the way they're performing. I kind of feel this would kind of be me, you know, being sort of like the Druze and it's always like I'm being forced to do it, which I probably would be, be being forced to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of felt like this really should be more of an upbeat um, number, but it's not. And I just yeah, and straight and straight away it's the first one. Um, it's the first track, and already we're kind of setting the tone of oh no, it's uh, oh no, it's already getting dreary. It's already being quite dreary. Um. And everything, um, yeah. Just come on, quick, a little bit of um, a little bit of um, maybe. No, we're gonna, are we gonna have a little bit. Um, any, any, are we gonna maybe? No. Well, we tried because they're still they're, they're still happy holidays, but they're not feeling happy. Um. And also in the song, they then have a lot have a, a segment from obviously the infamous White Christmas as well. So it's straight away the jury has already kicked in. Um, yeah, so it should be quite a happy number, but it's just so more dreary at all. Which is, next on this one is so yes, yeah, so we have so yes, we then get White Christmas jury um, like the kind of you know the infamous. It's only like a small bit, so I'm not going to fuck up too much because we'll come back in the second act because the second act gets very properly. So we'll just move on to Sisters. What a great way to introduce um, Betty and Judy, eh? <clears throat> this is just a great big four-blow cabaret act. And I'm going to talk about Bob and Phil's doing it as well because it's not cause it's not mentioned on the, on the list of songs in the second act. So I'll mention it in a moment. But, but first, maybe focus more on, on... Oh, it is! Oh, it is! Right, okay, sorry. Oh, sorry! No, it is mentioned, right, the reprise is mentioned, is on the list in the second act, right, I'll come back to it, right, no, I'll stay with, right, I'll stay with Judy and Betty for this one, then. right, well, right, okay, part of the fort, the fort's part, we'll come on to the second act in a moment, right, so, with G so back at that one with Judy and Benny, this is quite a great number to introduce our two female leads, um, it's a great big full-blown 1950s cabaret number, this is what I was talking about, this is kind of, sort of those 1950s 
cultural references that I felt we needed to see a bit more of. Um, because you've, you've got them wearing all the 1950s century costumes, they've got their feathers. You know, you see a lot of, you see a lot of, you know, with the do like this and that, the feather choreography, it's not, it's not easy, it's not easy to move those feathers about in time. You know, the way they go, it's sort of like seamless, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, this is a great, great way to introduce our team from these, absolutely just brilliant. And the boys, later on, get their own go, but not yet, I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Oh, hi, tease. <laughs> so then the best things happen while you're dancing. Oh, so this is Phil's number. <laughs> oh, the skit one. Oh, right, I'll come back in a minute. Right, I just want to do the next best things happen while you're dancing. I'll come back to the one. I mean, that's the skit one. Over. Um, so basically, I know, this is basically Phil's number, and it just kind of shows his flamboyance, doesn't it, you know? Yeah, it shows how he's the more eccentric one, and Bob is kind of sort of like the, sort of, um, the hesitant of the two. Um, yeah, but I think I love how this one just shows Phil's uh, eccentricness. So you come back to, and I love the weather, which I sadly, sadly skipped. Um, what I love about this one, Love and the Web, is how Bob is just basically, you know, sort of very down and trodden and you know, talking about how he's never really been, sort of, really been lucky in love and, you know, he talks about, kind of referring to it as the weather, you know, how it always never seems to turn out quite like how I expected. Well, that could not be more true if he comes to England. Well, that too much fucking down, but it's going to be sunny all day. Oh, how quick it's draining, drizzling down outside my window. <laughs> You'd be right here at home in England, Bob. Um, no, but I can, but yeah, I can really feel for this, 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 this number really makes me feel for Bob. Um, and, no, because does he want love? Does he want, does he want to take the plunge? Do you know what to take the plunge? I just can't tell. Um, but I do love how he makes the comparisons with it, between that and the weather, so that's great. So that's, oh, I sadly get that. Right, okay, um, what am I talking about next? Oh, snow. I love snow. snow. This is basically where our two male leads, our two female leads, which come together and they get to, you get to a really great, um, because obviously this is when obviously Phil's tricking Bob's again going for, for the sisters. <laughs> Very formal, Dr. Phil, isn't he? Mm -hmm. um, and I love how the, the two sides come together and it's just all about really common which of course is snow because don't we all love a bit of snow? We all love a bit of snow. What can you do with general? This is a very interesting because obviously this helps helps to um, set uh, the situation the general's in you know seeing how he's kind of you know not really happy where he is I mean um, and obviously Martha gets to uh, take from the centre here um, She's desperate to be the spotlight. Aren't we all, Martha? Aren't we all? But it's desperate, and then there's pushing it. Right, we'll come up with a link in the character section. Um, but she kind of tries to help, help us with uh, how hard life has been for the general ever since, obviously, you know, the war. Because obviously, you know, what is general supposed to do after the war? And that's basically what the song's all about. And 
So you've got count your blessings instead of sheep. Um, Bob proving that he could really be a father material, doesn't he? Couldn't he? When he helps Susan and gets sleep, that's brilliant. I mean, Bob, you could easily be a parent if you want to be. Um, and then, oh, guys. Sorry, I should not be laughing, but it's funny because of the tone of it. Because this should technically be quite a very fun, happy number. You got Bob singing about how, oh, with blue skies, I'm going to be so happy. When deep down, he's just obviously had this falling out with with Betty and she's now decided to help you all. So there's kind of a bit of eye to it. Yeah, you see me really up being happy, but deep down, you're really not. I felt so really sort of poetic ironies kind of end the act. Okay, so to pick favourites from this first act, can I do it? Can I do it? Um, or can. Right, I'm going to choose Love of the Weather, Sisters, Snow, Blue Skies, Do I want Cut Your Blessings, Do I want Cut Your Blessings. Yeah, and cut your blessings. I'll take those five. I'll take those five for the first act. Okay, we can do it. Right. Moving on to act two. In act two, we've got the entree. I love a piano. Falling out of love. Can be fun. We've got a reprise of sisters. Gonna come on to that in a moment. Love you. Didn't do right by me. The old man prelude. Let me sing and I'm happy, reprise. How deep is the ocean, reprise. The old man, white Christmas, I've got my love to keep me warm. Don't, don't, know what you're thinking, don't, do not, don't, dirty animals. Okay, um, I love a piano, um, this is a really, this is, this is kind of, I think this is the best example of what I mean when I say we need a bit of oomph. Because this one really tries to be upbeat. It really tries to be up-tempo. It tries to give us that kind of swing that I have been saying is lacking in this production. It's all just to the same thing. Um, you know, uh, and I felt this number, it really, because it's, it's with the two forward lovebirds, Phil and Judy, I felt this really is a big eccentric, big number, and I feel like this is the best, the biggest, the biggest opportunity we have to try and get a bit of upbeatness into it, but, um, I actually have, um, seen this number be done. At Mickey's Christmas Big Band in Disneyland Paris. Minnie does it. She wears this really, now Minnie really did screen like busy. She wears this really, really weird eccentric trick outfit, which kind of screams Miss Universe 2019. Because <laughs> that was the year I saw it. That, that, was the year, that was the year I saw Big Band. Um, so yeah, she's trying to do that. She's similar, she's wearing this weird tiara. She's got a great big long feather boa. And then she kind of goes like, Hey, I'm the piano. And it's like, Oh, what happened to Minnie? She's going all seductive. Oh, no. It's like, I love the piano. It's like, I got a thought. So I was like, Oh, my God. I'm like, so I'm like, 
Which is not a bad idea. It was in this in this that it was in this musical. Um, Columbus has saw Columbus has seen saw at Christmas, but was a real was like was like a real kid. Was a kid about twelve thirteen. Um, so then te fast forward ten years later, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this 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 number. I know that number from where 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 where. And of course now nowhere. This Lamp Harris did a White Christmas number. <laughs> But it was really, really, but but in Mickey's Christmas band, the number was kind of sort of camp, outrageous, lavish. But that's because Minnie was kind of being. It's also like she had a bit of sort of, sort of there was some sort of weird spell over her. It's like it was like Minnie, you feel okay, love? Uh, yeah. Um, and she actually had a lot. The feather bow was actually done as a piano keys. But, hit, but back to this, back to this musical, back to White Christmas. In White Christmas, it was, it was just kind of, you know, grand, chic. Uh, not too OTT, not too lavish, so not like this Lamp Paris was. Um, and I kind of thought this was the best chance we had to see some upbeat, but I don't know, like uh, Falling out of love can be fun. So this is basically Martha trying to install some sisterhood into Betty and Judy. <laughs> Did anyone not tell Martha sisterhood's got a long way to go? You're in, you're, I mean, you're in the 50s. You've got a long way to go before you get to sisterhood. <laughs> We've got a long way before sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought it was, it was really inter interesting because I don't think Martha understands the situation that Betty and Judy are in. She was like, oh, well, you kicked that mara out of your hair. <laughs> Let me show you how to do it. Um, yeah, so it kind of feels... Um, so I love the way that Martha just gets to really sort of be sort of on her own two feet here, proving that you don't need a man. Um, I just don't know about the context, but yeah, but basically they go along with it. They go along with it. They happily go along with it. So uh, yeah, but I think it's a really great number. Um, trying the sisters, doing it for themselves there. This point you got to look this is what you can make what what hopefully the future will look like. I don't know. Right, now we get to sisters the reprieve, because obviously Betty and Judy are now AWOL. So that then leaves somebody to do the sisters number. Who are we gonna get to do that number? Um Bob, go and you scrub yourself a skirt skirt. normal clothes. So just for the, all the it's the feather the production. 
Stop, but I'm watching this thing. Apart from cringing, I'm also thinking, boys, come on. If you're going to do it properly, sorry, no, if you're going to do it, if you're going to stand in for the, sis, for the, for the hay sisters, you've got to do it properly. We need to see you in your frocks. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, this is so, so cringe. But hey, at least Bossfire let his hair down, so woohoo! But seriously, guys, if you guess to do it, do it properly. Get yourself a full-blown frocks. <laughs> and I'm not normally, you know, pushing drag. I'm not... <laughs> normally, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Fine, he's gay, but not if he's worth dressing up like that. Oh, no. I'm not... I just, no. Conchita's the unacceptable one, but just, oh, no. So I'm not normally pushing that because that's not really for me. But in this city, in this, in this number, we kind of needed it. We kind of needed it. If you're going to do it, boys, do it properly. But, oh my god, it's so, it's so cringe. Then you go from that to the next number we have, which is Love You Don't Do Right By Me. This is this is a this is a really beautiful number. It's Betty performing at the Regency. I think it's a really really emotional number, but I can't tell there's the content behind it. Is she love a scorn or broken heart? Because the lyrics the lyrics are kind of saying to me, this is supposed to be a song sung by a love a scorn, but. The way she's singing, the tone, because you know me, I always judge, oh, me, I'm a good character when it comes to tone, judge a character when it comes to tone. In terms of the tone, it's really kind of emotional, quite heartbreaking. So yeah, so it's a really, really beautiful number. And now you've got Bob has the, the number as well. He does this number called How Deep Is The Ocean. And I feel like this is where he really pours his heart out. But I think it would have been better if those two songs were split up. Because during Basement, there's a point we get instrumental. And then she stands still. And then Bob then comes into it. I kind of felt these two numbers should be kind of broken up. They shouldn't be put together. They should It should be two separate numbers broken together. Up, up, so they can both shine on their own. I mean, yeah, how do you, the ocean gets reprieve? But... I think it would be better if originally the two songs just got separated and they both could then shy out together. They're both really, really powerful, powerful numbers. Okay, let me sing and I'm happy reprise. Here we go. Little Susan finally gets to shy. She's got a third bow as well. Was really a big item in the 1950s. Everyone seems to have a feather boa. Not gonna kill you, you're not gonna catch me in one of those. <laughs> Everyone sort of had like a feather boa. Like, oh, this, is this a really popular item in the 1950s? Okay, play on. Play on. But it's like, Bob's just like, wow. Okay, okay, okay. We're, we're going there. We are going there. Okay. Um, which is really good. Which is really good. Then of course, finally, you get uh, the White Christmas, where they get to do the whole full-blown number. I kind of feel like, because we're coming towards the end, it kind of should be really big, upbeat. 
but still called the like no come on you need, come on it's the end now we need, we need a big finish we need a big finish that's not not dreariness uh yeah um and then obviously i've got my love to keep me warm it's a great number for them all to do that sort of cut and course it's a really great number there as well Right, favourites on the second act. Falling out of love can be fun. I'll take the reprise of sisters. I don't, I don't think I've ever chosen a reprise before, but I'm going to have it. Love you, D&D, right by me. How deep is the ocean? And I've got my love to keep you warm. There you go. There we go. We did buy some pit favourites in both acts. No, I'll stop the <laughs> Alright then, now on to the characters. And seeing how the musical number section wasn't too difficult for thought, this might be um, a breeze too. Let's see, shall we? So I remind you of our principal roles. We have Bob Wallace, Phil Davis, Betty Haynes, Julie Haynes. General Henry Waverley, Susan Waverley, Martha Waverley, Ralph Sheldrake. Okay, I'm going to go through them now. So, I'll start with Ralph. It's tricky because he's not really sure that much, does he? Throughout. Um, he's kind of like a side character. Um, he's definitely Swedish, no. TV doesn't he? He's definitely one of those TV moguls, definitely. Um, um, he kind of could be shady, but it's not. But it's not actually. Um, but he, but he's, he kind of just screens job service. <laughs> um, yeah, the spanky service. Yeah. Um, I really know what I'm making because obviously we don't see that much from him. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think we're about to move on there. Um. I'll do Susan Waverly next. Um, a really sweet kid. Um, she really is a really sweet, sweet kid. Um, knows how to stand on her own two feet. Uh, <laughs> oh, I loved her. Loved it in the end when she finally, finally got to do a musical number. Because uh, like Martha, she was she was desperate. To Unlike Martha, she wasn't being completely pushy. Um, she's doing a couple of by her time, then when she basically got to shine, she did shine, so she's real. All that. Martha, pushy, pushy, pushy. I mean, oh, like, the Mr. Davis, I've got another person that can, person that can stage and, um, well, Mr. Wyatt, I also want to really, it's really, really great, I felt like all that. It's like, Martha, there's desperate, and then there's pushing it. Okay, yeah, I can tell. I can tell, Martha, you desperately want to be in this production. You definitely want to be in the show. But, there's a, but you need to know about, a little bit about subtlety here. Okay? You need to know about how to bide your time. Not just come outright and be forward about it. Be really, really pushy and make it, make it look like... Basically, what I'm trying to say, Martha, is don't paint the desperation on your face. On your face. And also, let's forget, she's the catalyst for Bob and Betty's... Um, separation. So, Martha's a snoot. She likes to keep. She, she's back. She, 
She's very good at hiding me, isn't she? She's very good. She's very, she's very good at sort of stirring the drama, Martha. She's very, very good at kind of stirring the stirring the drama. She's very, very good good at doing that. Um. She would have been terrible in Waitress. Because she's watching me just sort of do the stirring. Yeah, the more that Waitress. She'd be, she'd be a terrible character in Waitress. That affair would have come out straight away if she was in Waitress. But just like, oh, but I kind of put more, but she's kind of like a pot stirrer. Um, yeah, but ah. Uh. And one of those pots she did stir with, with the general, did he not show his temper? Um, it's called the general. Um, I just don't know. I mean, he kind of feels like a lost soul. Whenever you see him, it's always like he's longing to go back to the army, but it's not. But it's not really the same. I appreciate what he's really got in front of him. So I kind of feel like it's kind of about, you know, a bit of a lost soul to him here. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, and he kind of, and he can he, 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 and he's still got this. He, he, he was love, love that is it? Um. We're seeing in the in the, in the matter. He's still got that gen the um the attitude and demeanor of a general, so he still behaves like one. You know, technically not a general anymore. So still quite stern, quite strict, quite lay down the law. So it's a bit of that. Okay, so we're then going to move on to the sisters. Do we do Betty first or do Judy? Let's do. Let's do Judy first. Because we're first, or do you for? Oh, here we go. She's going to be a blonde, out eccentric, out OTT, irritant character, going to get on your nerves. And she's very forward, she's very pushing, completely right for Bob. Not Bob, for Phil. <gasps> she's completely right for Bob's. Partner Phil, that's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm gonna say. That, that was that was a that was a close call. Ooh. Ooh. She's, you can you see, but you can see clearly how she and Phil are a definite match. You can see how she's a def, uh, definite match, and clearly I think she's definitely the one who would wear the pants in that relationship between her and Phil. The way she started to get, basically just get Phil to basically get out and propose to her, that's brilliant. Um, she does show a bit of a jazz streak from time to time. Um, you know what I mean? So, and, um, she does, every now and then, most of she shows you do not want to mess with her. Um, so yeah, so she completely changed my opinion of her by the time we got to the end of the, end of the show. Betty. I can't, well, see how GD's kind of like the female version of Bill, Benny, I kind of feel like it's a feeble version of Bob. So it's all like you're making it very, very clear who these, who these cards are supposed to shack up with. <laughs> um, I really, really love Benny. I thought she was very down to earth. Um, she's very, very gentle. Uh, she can show she can have a fire reaction when she needs to, needs to be. Um, but, but I thought she was very sympathetic. I just, yeah. And, I really, really could feel for her. Um, of course, when she does that number, the reason they thought that is just wow. But like I said, I can't tell whether it's because she's, uh, is it as she's scored or heartbroken? It's hard to just that one. Um, of course, they do get to go to the end, of course. But 
that, but I do love how she can be, but I do love the fact that she's being really, really, really stern and swap, swap, yeah, and show that she, um, can be, uh, able to stand on her two pieces of side. She's not completely naive, she's not completely in to lie on one. Um, yeah, but I really do love it. She's very, very down to her, but quite love her. Right, on to the two men. Let's do the, let's do the womanizer first. Oh my god, Phil. I thought the way he's just been to with flirting with all these ladies, like, left, right, side, oh my god, he's a complete, he's a complete womanizer. No, I'm not going to do the song by Beyonce, I'm not going to do it, don't worry, I'm not doing it, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing it, I'm not, I'm not doing the song, don't worry, do not worry, do not worry, I'm not doing the song. Um, but oh my god, it's, it's the way he just keeps flirting, I was like, oh my god. He's, um, like I say, he's very forward, he's very out there, he's literally, he's always very, he's very pushing as well, so, you always try to, you know, move things along. You always try to force things, even when they shouldn't be forced. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, I'm trying to think. Is there ever, a, is there ever a moment where we see him literally showing? Um, there's a no. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. What's what? What's that? Is there a moment where he's kind of he's downtrodden and shows like abs the actual empathy? So but it's just like complete or you know my the whole way through. Is there yeah? But is there not a moment where is there any moments where you can show us that you are that you have empathy that you do feel downtrodden? Do you feel sorrow? You just you just like a one or you just like a one trick pony? Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he, he's very, very out there, Phil. He really, really is. That, which leads to Bob, however, is the complete, complete opposite. I feel Bob is the complete opposite. Um, I feel Bob, um, holds back. He, got me a bit, um... There are times where he, do, he, 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 just, he doesn't have the, 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 the balls to go out and seize the opportunity. He, can be, he is quite held back. Um, kind of needs a little bit of a lending hand every now and then. <laughs> Even when he has to go back and back, go to New York and chase Betty, he should not have needed Su Susan, the general, and Phil to all say, Go get her! Should have been immediately go, Right, I'm going, bye! Right. He does need to be pushed in the right direction. And then Bob, he really, it's almost like he's not able to be able to think for himself. And just, yeah, um, he's kind of quite guarded. Kind of keeps close close to his chest. Um, and it takes a really long, long. He's got a lot of layers, and it takes a, the whole way, whole production for him to break those layers down, bit by bit by bit by bit. But he does have this moment. Like I do love obviously when he did the cut the blessings number. Uh, that's a really great, great moment there where he shows that he can be quite soothing, quite gentle, quite fun, terrible baby. Um, yeah, and then eventually we do see him being really happy at times, like obviously when I was seeing him Betty having that little chat with one another, not long afterwards. Um, oh, and the bliss kind of numbers just that was pro that was prizes, poetic irony. Yes, feels all up me when Ray's like. Not really, because I just don't know what's just going with me and Betty. That was quite good. Um, 
Yeah. So I think of the two, you know, Phil and Bob, I prefer Bob more than I do Phil. Um, which kind of leads me to decide, out of all these characters, who could I consider to be my favourite. And it's actually quite hard. It actually is quite hard. I think it's between two. I think it has to be between Betty and Bob. And the question is, who do I think deserves it? Who do I think has earned it more? Hmm, that is the question. I think... I think I'm going to give my favourite character to Bob. That's all I've got time for today. It's been lovely coming as always. And until next time, it's showtime. Sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm there to keep my eye on her. Caring, sharing. Every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore the dress and I stayed home All kinds of weather, we stick together The same in the rain or 